The city of Worcester presents Woo Stories. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Breakdown series. Today we're going to be breaking it down with Raquel and wrapping it up. Um, I'm Vanessa Calixto. And I'm Frankie Franco, one of your co-hosts for the BYO's Breakdown series. And Raquel Kashikorzini is with us. She is the director of the Division Youth Opportunities. She wears so many hats in the community. She has so much knowledge about so, so many different things, and I'm excited to have her today just explain what is DYO, what's her story, and I would love the world to just listen to that and hear and be inspired by her story. So welcome, Raquel. Thank you so much. I'm Raquel Castro-Corazzini, and I am a youth worker um, in the city of Worcester, and um, DYO is my home. Before we jump into like the Division of Youth Opportunities and, and all of that information, what would you want people to know about you? I guess the things about me that I find important uh, is that I'm a mom, first and foremost. I have twin daughters that just turned 21. I think that part of my identity is really important because I'm a teen mom. Uh, so I had them when I was um, a junior in high school, and it's really shaped my experience around uh, the kind of youth worker I want, you know, want to be myself. Um, it's the youth worker that I've, you know, I wish I had and, and, I've, ha- and I've had in many ways. Uh, and then I think the other part is that, you know, I want to see myself as like a contributing member. Mm-hmm. I think... Yeah, your story really humanizes you. I think the role that you have now is so big and you have such a big impact in a lot of people's lives is that people don't know that you also have your own journey of why you are the person today and why you do the things today for for Worcester's youth. So you touch upon different things like being a teen mom and struggling with that, but also wanting to be involved in the community. And I want you to elaborate more about your journey and growing to be the director you are today. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question. I think that, you know, I came to this country when I was two years old. I'm an immigrant from Ecuador. My parents both got factory jobs in Worcester, and those factory jobs were in the main South area. So we ended up moving um, to the main South area as our first home growing up in that neighborhood uh, shaped a lot of the my understanding of the world. So 11th grade came, I got pregnant by my high school boyfriend. Then I, um, I had a high risk pregnancy. Um, and so I was, I, um, they had me go to bed rest. And so I had to be in bed rest. And then I got hospitalized. I was in the hospital for almost two months. And so I finished the 11th grade, take all my finals in the hospital, pass them all. And while I'm, you know, in the, you know, July, I get a letter from the school. Newly mother, I get a letter from North High saying, Raquel, you have been absent too many days. Um, we are taking away your special permission. We're kicking you out of school entering your senior year. And so I'm like, 
Oh my gosh, like, this is wild. I just gave birth to twins. I finished the 11th grade. I wasn't skipping school. I was in the hospital. I don't know. I felt like this, you know, that was, I think, the first, like, real big kick in the gut of loss of hope that I experienced was, like, you know, the school that had praised me. I was, like, in, you know, I was in government club. I was all honors classes. And I got kicked out. And so I felt so upset. And I could have fought it because of all the reasons I said that were unjust. But I felt so, like, I just felt so hopeless that I was like, you know what, whatever. So senior year, I roll up to a new school and it is daunting. And then I walk into my Spanish class and I was in AP Spanish class. Um, and my teacher is Latina. I couldn't believe it, Miss Alejandro. It was the best thing that I could have experienced. And I went to school to be a Spanish teacher, actually. I hopped around for a while um, working in um, out-of-school time programs. You know, I, I worked um, at citizen schools for a while. And my first supervisor was this black man from down south who, was, um, um, who, who worked at a university and was on sabbatical. You know, the most important thing he ever said to me, I'll never forget. I'll never, never, ever, ever forget. It. And I think I've said this to y'all. He said to me, he's like, Raquel, you are such an excellent youth worker. You know why? And I was like, uh, why? And he was like, you know, all the things that you perhaps don't know how to do administratively, you can learn them. You can go to school. You can get training. You can learn them. He's like, but no one can teach you your lived experience. And that to me was like, mind blown moment of being like that's right <laughs> like I went through all that and I'm going through all this and the young people that see me um like showing up to my life every day and seeing me be, be a mom and be a college student and be a youth worker like that's really important to them to see to see that to see someone that that is that complex and can still have hopes and dreams and goals and be fighting for them what helped you along your journey into like working to city government? You know, when you're a youth worker, you're a youth worker, there's really, it's really hard not to make a good impression because the, you know, the, I think the key, the core part of being a youth worker is like the love and like the love is that, that you can't fake it, right? You can't fake it. You can't hide it. It, it usually bubbles out of people is the love. Um, and so for me, I always think about like, when I, when I think about the work that I do and what keeps me here or what drives me is like, just like this really, yeah, this really immense love that I have, that I have for the community that it, it's stronger than like um, hate for injustice or it's stronger than anger. It's just, I, there's nothing that can drive you more um, than love. Yeah, you say all of this and I, again, representation matters. Like, it really does matter, and it has impacted my life with, like, my first Puerto Rican teacher I had was, like, in high school. Just having certain conversations goes a long way because they just get it. They just understand, they get it, and and he helped me open up my first bank account when I was, like, 15, 16 years old because he went out of his way to, to help me out. Let's get started on talking about the Division of Youth Opportunities because our team is so dope. Most of our team represents the youth that we work with. What is the Division of Youth Opportunities? Like, 
what is that? Everyone gets that name wrong. Youth Opportunities Office, Office of Opportunities Youth, like they get it all backwards, but what is it? Absolutely. So um, 2014, I started at the um, Department of Public Health. And so I was the first hire uh, that was like kind of building the community health team. And so I was part of the community health team. I had no idea what public health was. And as I, you know, when I got there and I started talking to people, I was like, oh, public health. Yes, youth development. And when I got there, the program that I was going to be working on was called Wheels to Water. Young people, specifically brown and black kids, were drowning at higher rates. And so the Wheels to Water program was the response to teach kids how to swim. And so at the same time, um, we were piloting the first Recreation Worcester program in 2015. And so we were running Wheels to Water and we were running the first pilot of Recreation Worcester, who, which was being piloted out of the parks program. At the same time that that was all happening, the city manager decides to reconstitute what had been dismantled years ago, which was the Department of Health and Human Services. And then asked me if I would be interested in heading up a, a um, division of youth opportunities that's never existed in our city. And it was so cool because I was like, Oh my goodness. Yes, 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 yes. Every year, a little bit more was added on. Um, Recreation Worcester was fully transitioned into the division. In 2018, we started an after-school program. And so little by little by little, um, we started adding positions, adding positions, adding positions. And um, in 2019, we were able to move from the basement of 25 Meat Street um, to the senior center and open a couple offices um, to what we are today. Yeah, and that's where I'm at now, the senior center. Shout out to the senior center. Shout out to the diner at the senior center. We love it here. What has been the Visitor Youth Opportunities mission? Like what has been the gradual impact on Worcester's youth? You know, the first step was getting city government to think about what does it mean for us to hire our whole workforce of youth workers? And then um, as we developed our mission and vision, you know, it started off very light. It started off thinking the idea that we want to create, you know, a health community. We wanted to collaborate. We wanted to make sure that um, young people had a platform. And then slowly we've transitioned to really being narrow with that and saying we want justice for young people, whatever that looks like. We as a division have really grown to be um, a leader in the conversation around equity. What does it mean as we think about um, young people and um, you, know, the, you know, their neighborhoods, their school systems, um, their health, all those areas really need attention paid. And so I think that we have really infiltrated um, all, all aspects of health and human services and, and in many ways have um, educated uh, and um, engaged uh, others into understanding the issues of young people in Worcester um, and the different ways that those needs can be addressed. And I know we've been talking a lot about like the larger impact, but can you identify one success story? Because DYO has been around like six, six years now, around six years. And there's some people who were participants in the program and they have grown 
to be youth workers to some sites, sites, and they're like out in the world doing great things. But it's because of their participation within just DYL in general that helped along with their success. Can you like think of somebody like that who has had that track with us? Um, man, there's so many stories. Wow. Okay. So okay, I have one. So I have this um this family. Um, when we when I started the program, I had their oldest son, and there's four of them in the family. Um, and each of them, you know, the little siblings came to the program, and then you know he worked the program summer after summer for about four years, and then this next sibling came through. Um, they did the first installation of the uh, mentor leadership experience program, and then the next sibling came through, and then two of the brothers were now working for the program, and then the next sibling came through and did the Emily program, and then the then the next time after that, three brothers were working for the program, and then one one of them got a job for the city at the fire department, and so. The fourth one came through, did the MLE program, and now all three of them are working for our program, and one of them was working for the city fire department. So for me, you know, it's it's incredible to see a family um, grow through the values and the meaningful connection of the Recreation Worcester program. The goal of Recreation Worcester is to give the opportunity for all young people um, that that grew up in Worcester to get the chance to experience like a childhood summer experience. I want every kid to have that um, emotional connection with a counselor. Um, to, I want every kid to um, have the story to tell back and have the hope of what community could feel like. And that's the goal for, for recreation in Worcester. But what would you say is the goal for the whole division? Our goal is to find the places where there's gaps in our systems and fill them. And so that's, I think, how we're creating justice. So Raquel, why should people in Worcester know about DYO? And what is the legacy you want DYO to have in this beautiful city? I mean, I think that um, people in Worcester should know about DYO because uh, we want to make sure that we're meeting the needs um, of those in our community. And so they should know about it because it's a resource. Maybe not for them, but for somebody they know. You know, that's what that's what government's supposed to do, right? Like, we're supposed to be a resource. We're supposed to work for our community. Um, and, and, I wanna, and I want that to be specifically clear for those that are experiencing the highest levels of marginalization, you know? Um, they deserve this, it's their right. Um, and we want it for them. And so that's why everyone should know. And we're doing it. Like you're making those pathways for all our young people and our and the young adults, like me and Frankie and everyone else on the team, like being on a team with Raquel Castro Corazzini, like you don't say that lightly. Like I truly believe it. Like that is a big deal. It's a big thing as a as a mom myself, as a single mom, having someone like you as a leader, as a mentor is huge. If there's anything that I've ever cared more about is the idea of like homegrown leadership is like I come from this. I what I am that and I rep it. Yeah, definitely. And that love is so reflected in you and our team. And that gets rippled into the staff we bring in and then the participants they work with. And then it goes home to their families. And that's all starts with you in the Division of Youth Opportunity. So we thank you for that and the work that you've done thus far.
And we thank the listeners for coming on and listening to this the series that we have about the Division of Youth Opportunities. We hope that you learn so much about Raquel's story, our stories, and all the programs that we have. Listeners, this is a call to action. If you're interested in any of these programs for your children, if you're interested in any of these opportunities for yourself and learning how to become involved in the community or being a youth worker yourself, please feel free to reach out to us. Look for us online on Facebook, Instagram, on the city's website. We'll be here waiting for you all. And also spread the word. If you know someone who might be interested, if you have family, friends, or somebody, you're like, yo, you do dope stuff. You should know more about DYL and what they do. Please do that as well, because the more people who know about us, the bigger impact we're going to have and the more love we're going to spread throughout Worcester. So thank you all for listening, and please reach out. Thanks for tuning in. Woo Stories is a production of the Division of Youth Opportunities. It is produced by Frankie Franco, Vanessa Calixto, Liza French, and Esther Diarujo. Our theme song is Gone by Mora Beats. And this episode features Riviera by Smith the Mister. Malikon by Soib, and You and I by Soib. Thank you to the youth workers that join us on the podcast. Thank you to all the youth workers who represent the DYO in our programs in Worcester. And thank you for listening.